0: Bitch, I don't play I'm petty and I'm known to throw shade
1: Welcome to Gay Talk 2.0 the ultimate podcast for your dose of dish.
0: <laughs>
1: Good evening, ladies and gents, and welcome to another episode of Gay Talk 2.0 in LGBT Podcasts, streaming live on gaytalk20.com forward slash live stream. We do so every uh Wednesday at 6 p.m. ish. Yeah, we had some difficulties today getting off. Uh and so uh we're trying some new things. Getting off. Getting yes. off, yes. <laughs> and uh but nonetheless we are here. So I want to thank you all for joining us on today's episode. And um <laughs> yeah welcome it's fucking February so um my name is Tom, I'm your host, and as always, I'm here in the studio with my amazing co-host, starting with the first one. Hey
2: y'all, Nick or Trish.
1: <laughs> Are you sure about that? Yeah.
2: And? Jay Bear, a.k.a. your boyfriend's boyfriend.
1: All right, now, um, You gonna get whipped one day. She gonna get whipped one, day. Get
2: one day. That
1: boyfriend's boyfriend, or, or the boyfriend's girlfriend, or the boyfriend's boyfriend is gonna come after you and like... <laughs> Chop it up
2: We'll figure it out then
1: At one point <laughs> or another But um, but we're here It is February 1st um, I have to say that we have been very fortunate This entire time when it comes to weather No snow It's so nothing. crazy It's been very weird But it's about to get brick cold We're expecting to be like negative 3 on Saturday evening sure. or something like that Yeah. So our balls are going to be... Um, Extra pretty cold. cold and you just shaved yours I
2: know so. <laughs> just for this show <laughs> <laughs>
1: so nonetheless um, you know we're we're trying to make the best of it and um, you know with February comes the promise of spring you know not um, not long from now we're going to start seeing you know rolling into March and then the St. Patrick's Day Parade which is something that you know we always um want to like look forward to and the promise of spring and warmer weather and longer days. Yeah. Right. That's always good. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. Spring is around the corner. So, Oh, and, and did I mention I, I was walking the backyard. I let my dogs out. Who let the dogs out? Me, me, <laughs> me, me, me. And, um, my fucking day are coming up.
0: Yeah, I know. One of my friends posted something on Facebook about that.
1: I was like, what? It's February. Yeah. Not it, time. Yeah. Yeah. It's like go back to bed. It's like you shouldn't be up. Yeah. So, um. But yeah, there's that. But anyway, how are my bitches doing? Um, Jay Bear, let's start with you. How are you, darling?
2: Um, feeling better. Finally got some treatment done yesterday.
1: Nice. What you get?
2: They gave me two sharda, co- two sharta, two sharta. shots of Did you cortisone? shard your pants yeah. when they did it? I almost did. Oh, I, thought I, I thought I was actually because. I've had cortisone shots in my hands, um, so oh boy. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's why my face, I said no. Wait, I'm, I'm
1: coming in there so too. I, so. Yeah, so I
2: had I've had them done on my fingers before, and the initial um, injections do hurt. Uh, this was on my spine. Okay. Um, he numbed the shit out of it because I just felt the pressure. And some some tension, and I felt the liquid going in, and that was about it. So
1: well, you, you that's that's a common yeah, thing. Yeah, Usually, yeah. we do feel the liquids coming in, coming right, Trash? What about you? Do you feel the liquids the going? The sploosh, in? yeah, just <laughs> the splooshing after your the <laughs> so, No, but it was it was
2: interesting. It was it was interesting because I was I went in kind of with anxiety, you know? Yeah. Because I, I could tolerate certain pain. I mean, I have a high tolerance. But, you know, I've had cortisone on my fingers and this shit hurts when they in- initially inject it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I was I, kind of expecting the same type of pain and it wasn't even close yeah, to that. I, I can
1: imagine that it would. I mean, yeah. I I can't say that I've ever gotten a cortisone shot, Um, you know, in my back. Anywhere, really, for that matter. Yeah, so it's yeah. it's pretty interesting to to see how things um, sort of kind of relax after you get it, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. So initially yesterday, like after the all the numbing stuff wore off, I was a little discomfort, had some discomfort, but it's expected. Uh, this morning I got up, I feel better. Not a, still not a hundred percent. I mean, you
0: shaved your balls. So.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is important. Well, yeah, queen.
2: <laughs> so, no, but it's you know, it just it helps. It helps. Um, right. You know, I I was achy last night. You know, why I was texting it. 12
1: one yeah i was morning. like this bitch <laughs> i forget sometimes i just realize. see something
2: that's funny and i'm like forward <laughs> she doesn't realize yeah.
1: that we're in bed and she's like texting at twelve thirty in the morning yeah. i'm just like oh bitch i'm on my like ninth rent sleep uh before i have to get up you know at five in the morning and do it all over again don't
2: yeah <laughs> yeah so i kind of lose track of time sometimes when it comes to that stuff because mm. i Sleep patterns all jacked up still, you know? Usually the case. Miss Trish, how are you?
1: I'm fine. Fine? Just fine? Yeah. Yeah. Anything interesting happen over the weekend? Did you do anything fun? Did you watch anything fun? I don't know. I feel like I I feel like you don't reserve it all to yourself, share bitch. Well I mean
0: last weekend we didn't record last week, so last weekend. I recorded another podcast.
1: You did? You want to talk about that?
0: Yeah, sure. So, (laughs) Trader. So, we had a guest on our show. um, uh, How long ago? It was a couple months ago. Who was it? Um, I'm going to fuck up his name. Just say his first name. I'll do the last name Bogosian.
1: Bogosian. Oh, Bogosian. Dear Bogosian. Yeah.
0: Um, And he has a podcast. It's. You know, this gate, this queer book saved my life. And so I, obviously I read a lot or listen to books a lot anyway. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, you know, I'd love to join the show. And so I came here on Saturday and Tom got it all hooked up, sort of.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Typical, you know, intern here, you Uh know, shit happens.
0: Um, But um, we actually, we recorded a show about a play I saw when I was uh, an intern act- at actor Theatre of Louisville um, called Edith Can Shoot and Hit Things.
1: Edith Can Shoot and Hit Things. Or
0: Hit Them, I think. Hit Them? Hit Them. Yeah, and it was the first play they'd ever done. Mm. And it was, it was fun. We recorded for about an hour, and it was deep, and just generally, it was a good experience. It was really fun. I, I have done other podcasts before, but... I hadn't in a while, so this was, uh, it was it was nice, and you sat in for a little bit of it.
1: I did, I did, you know, I kept going up and down, because, you know, I'm still shitting my pants every day, so I gotta, like, <laughs> every time I feel that, ooh, I gotta run, mm-hmm. uh, I would run upstairs, but I didn't want to really, you know, how would I say, take um, from your thunder, and, or from your vulnerability moment, right, like, I don't want to be around you if you're talking about things that that were vulnerable and things that, you know, sort of kind of Mm -hmm. made that play a reason why having that experience saved your life. Yeah. right. And
0: and I'm not going to really talk about it on the show. I'm going to wait until the episode comes out. Maybe we can do Uh, a special episode or something. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. um, I will share one of the quotes that I ended the show with. Yes. Um, One of the characters in the play. So it's two gay characters. But one of the gay characters um, says... You know what makes you a man? Taking what? it up the ass. If you can do that, you could do anything.
1: Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, is he wrong? No. I agree. So, but that's awesome and I'm glad I'm glad you had that experience and you know, we had been working on the logistics of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we had um, JP on the show, um, De Br- De Br- Sian, I believe is how it's pronounced. Um, you know, we were talking about what had happened on season one. Mm-hmm. Your episode will air as part of season two, sure. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, and they're currently doing a lot of you know recordings, which I think is fantastic. But mm-hmm. I'm glad that you were able to to do that. It's yeah. an it's it's a very cathartic experience when you when you mm-hmm. can think back on all the things that liberate you in a sense.
0: Well, and what was also really special for me for that was, um, so, uh, Ray Pamatma is the playwright for the show. And, and I forgot about that. And I, and he, they joined the conversation. And when I was an intern, I like briefly met him, like, we, you know, we're in the festival, like you have no time for anything. And so I was like, I don't know if you remember me. He's like, no, I don't really remember you. I'm like, that's Not okay. Bad. I Not re- I, bad. The only reason I remember him is because of his show, you know, because right. of his play. And so we had a moment where we, you know, kind of connected. And then like I told my story. And I think it really was like, holy shit! Well, oh my god, I can't believe my play did that for you, right? And that was really powerful for me. I'm like, yeah, you, your play was uh, it made a mark on my life.
1: And, and I, I think that's the whole point, right? Like, you go through life making connections, meeting people. You go through life doing all of these these amazing things, and you don't realize how life changing they are until you you have an opportunity to sit back and reflect on them. Yeah, right. And and I think that's what's really cool about this. Podcast podcast is that it allows us people to to reflect back on things that have made significant changes for them. But most importantly, it connects them with the people who created such art and such amazing work that allowed you to go through that moment. Yeah. Right. And and that connection, watching someone have that experience, that life altering experience. And then meeting the person that that wrote or or created what what did that for you is just incredible. Yeah. No, so, it was fun. It was a good that's time. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So um so we're here. Uh, it is February 1st. Uh, it is the start of Black History Month. And uh, it's very it's a very somber start to Black History Month. You know, we celebrate this every year and every year we're seeing more and more um you know, un- unfortunate events that, that are transpiring throughout the world. Things from, you know, like for example, George Floyd and all of the other, you know, young black men that have been, you know, subject to to being murdered at the hands of people who are supposed to uh, protect us in a sense. And it's no different. You know, this year we had um, Tyree Nichols, unfortunately, who was murdered by police officers in, in Tennessee um, last week. Um, and it, it is just so eye-opening that on the very first day of Black History Month, we're starting the celebrations and starting the commemorations of, of, of the impact of the black community in, in America with a funeral, right, that occurred today. Yes. Uh, a funeral which was attended by our vice president, Kamal Harris, um, who got up there and and, you know, just utterly just ate the stage. I mean, this woman um, who for whatever reason throughout this administration has remained very low key. I haven't seen much of her um, and she's remained for, for whatever reason under the radar, but nonetheless, she, she showed up and showed out today and represented the administration um, in this very somber moment that, you know, you think that wouldn't be in 2023, Uh, wouldn't be what we're actually kicking off a celebration of the history of 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 how the african-american community and people of color have changed the landscape of of america and it's just really 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 crazy that this is this is how we're kicking it off and so i wanted to throw it on the table and sort of kind of have a little round table in regards to what your thoughts are Um, and
2: well, I, I I actually, I read an article yesterday. Um, I forgot what page anyway, but uh, they were stating that there is a connection to the beating and the officers between Tyree and, and, and the officers. So apparently Tyree was according to the article and I got a double fact checked. Like don't quote me on it, but what they were stating, what they were stating was that, um, Tyree was worked at FedEx, I believe it was. Uh, and, I'm not sure. Yeah, and it was like FedEx or one of the freight companies, and one of the officers' girlfriend was also working at the same company, mm. and there was something going on between them two at work.
1: I mean, one never knows, but I mean, so, what, what, so they're
2: trying to claim it's
0: some sort of retaliation. But wasn't, wasn't this now? Correct me if I'm wrong, because yeah. I know that I. I might be behind here a little bit, but wasn't this individual killed
1: by other
2: black officers? Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, Which it adds wasn't a whole other fucking it, layer. Well, that's, exactly. That's the whole thing. So, so they're, they're, It, it they're wasn't stating, only
1: black officers. Yeah. There was one um, Caucasian officer that was in the mix that, that is involved in all of that. But when you think about...
0: Yeah, but when I, I saw... I had a, a personal phone conversation on friday of last week with with um um i'm gonna say she's a colleague of mine but she is african american and um she actually informed me about this because i didn't really know and her main thing was i i don't know what's going on in this world like black officers killed a black person right Mm
1: -hmm. like we have literally over the course of the last six years um have seen black man after black man, you know, when you think about, you you know, one after the other being submitted, like put in a submissive state to the point where they lose their lives. They can't breathe. They're, they're calling. The saddest thing about all of this is the fact that he was calling for his mother at the end. Mm -hmm. Like,
2: yeah mom um, yeah. i want my mom mama yeah it's very very That's
1: similar to to you know when you think about for example uh george floyd and and his call for his mama it's like why why does this have to happen in 2023 and then it it, it goes to it, it it's i start immediately thinking why do we have first of all you know Why do we have police officers doing traffic stops? Why do we have police officers responding to medical emergencies that have to do with, for example, uh, mental health issues? And why are we not having trained professionals that are meant to deal with people who are, who are having difficulties navigating their mental state, why do we have police officers that are armed attending individuals that could potentially get a little unruly and that could be seen as a means of them to say, well, I felt unsafe, I felt like my life was at risk and I had to fire my my weapon. So,
2: you know, and and it's crazy because, um, you know, as of recently, I know, you know, in Bridgeport per se that I'm, I'm familiar with, there was an officer, younger guy, um, who was who was arrested recently, well, within the past two years I would say. Um so as an officer, he was literally abusing his girlfriend, beating her. While I think she I was read pregnant. this right Latino Latino officer taking advantage right. unfortunately of his position within the force. And there were several Calls made to to the police department because the neighbors were concerned because they heard the girl screaming. This girl was like seven or eight months pregnant and he was beating her. Right. You know, supposedly his girlfriend.
1: And it's sad that that's that's where we are. That's
2: the reality. And then the police officer showed up. He would show up at the door and, you know, they know who he is, and he knows them, of course, and mm-hmm. everything. Okay, yeah, it's fine. They wouldn't even bother going in and checking. Wow. So what happens? The girl finally gets out of the house and ends up going to the ER, and then they have to call police again. Right. She's all bruised, battered. That's right. the only way he was arrested. Right. So, you know, and I understand there's that camaraderie, uh, you know, amongst, amongst- Officers. Officers, and, and-, and you have the, the blue wall, as they call it, you know? Right. Where, you look out for your own, but you, you, unfortunately there are officers that are aware of that and, and they will take advantage of it, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and, and get away with it a lot of the times.
1: And, you so, know, and, and like you mentioned, Nick, you know, you had mentioned um, re- not not literally moments ago that what's heartbreaking about this is that most of the officers that were there that resulted in this young man's death. Were black officers. Yeah. That you would think that given the temperature of the country and all the things that we've been through and the Black Lives Matter movement, that you as a black officer approaching a young black man would have the common sense to say, you know, this could end really badly. And I know this because I'm a black man and this is a black man and we've seen it. We've had. You know, example after example in in different states um, of people dying at the hands of police officers, so you would think to yourself, um, what outcome do I want? Do I really want to put this man through this? Can this end differently? And why didn't it?
0: Well, and well, I think that goes, I think that speaks a lot to, you know, when we say defund the police, right? We're actually talking about defunding certain aspects while also funding proper trainings. Mm-hmm. Right. People need to know how to de escalate situations right. without pulling a gun. Because right. once you pull the gun, game's on. Right. But also, if you look at, <clears throat> there are so many countries, not so many, but there are a decent amount of countries that, police don't carry guns. And I was reading an article the other day and I just pulled it up. But there is, um, in the United Kingdom, which has the lowest number of reported uh, fatal incidences uh, between suspect criminals and the police, um, most police here prefer to be seen as guardians of the people and not criminal hunters. And in America, I think that we see, like even, even like just like, no matter where you're driving, when you're driving, what time of day it is, if you see a cop, automatically you're.
1: Oh, of course, you it's tense, like, up. You, you, you you tense up.
0: You you're You're aware of it. Like that shouldn't be the case. They should right. be seen more as you know guardians of the people, not mm-hmm.
2: yeah, coming yeah.
0: for you yeah, just so, because. So. But there is yeah. like quotas that they have. They have like arrest quotas they have to fill.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah, but it's like the same thing. Like I know in in Latin American countries, like Puerto Rico, for example, people will get out and have a full-on argument with the cops. Yeah, cursing, flailing—that you name it—they go at it. Oh, those tempers, and, man! And those tempers—they fly. But you're, you, you know, I, I guess the difference may be—you know—if you're in Puerto Rico, you kind of understand each other that people right. are upset. Over here, if you act that way with a police officer, you're in handcuffs mm-hmm. before you finish your sentence. Pretty mm-hmm. much, because they take it as a threat. Right. So that you know, yes, there's training to, but they to also be more, look at themselves yeah, as superior. Yes, yeah, superior. Exactly. In other countries, they don't. They see themselves as a peer, but right. they also have a law to uphold. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, people get into argument with police officers, and you know, they they'll just okay, you know, you did this wrong, you. Make sure it doesn't happen again, and, and right. it's and it's an argument done and over with. Right, but you know un- what I mean out here. That's... No, it's you don't get a second chance. I, right. I had a, I was, I, I remember this this one time in New Haven. I was on the phone with a police officer, and I'm driving, and I get pulled over by another cop, and I'm like, listen, I'm on the cop. I don't give a fuck who you're talking to. Like mm-hmm. that's, and I'm like, yo, 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 hold on, here, this is one of your bosses. If you don't give a fuck, tell him you know what yeah. i mean so but they have this superiority complex just yeah. because they have the badge they assume they rule the land and that's not right. the way it works
1: right and it's <laughs> it it's sad that that's that's where we go to right that that is the de facto um place where where the attitude goes to immediately not realizing that you're dealing with a human being exactly yeah. and when i i tell you i watched that video and it's rough it's very it's a very rough video to watch um, to see how things quickly escalated yep. to the point of no return yep. when it did not need to go there. Um, and, and that is the saddest thing about yeah. all of this, you so, know? And
2: Yeah. So the article I was talking about was on Newsweek, and then um, where they reported uh, that they were being told. So Nicole, um, sorry, Tyree Nichols. Nichols was in a relationship and worked at a Memphis FedEx with Memphis FedEx. With Memphis Police demetrius haley's ex-girlfriend and baby mama after the incident took place he took a picture of tyrese's bloodied face and sent it to the baby mama the cop
1: that is insane
2: so that's why what
1: what 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 news this was through newsweek newsweek oh interesting yeah so so, i mean mean,
2: that's why i was like i brought it up because i know it wasn't you know something that you have to definitely fact check through facebook you know what i mean right It no, was a but I think but it's, it's I insane. think that a lot
1: is going to come to light oh, um yeah. you know uh th- this whole there's a whole unit there it's uh, apparently this is th- this You're unit. part of a
2: specific unit that was disbanded mm-hmm. after this incident immediately yeah. after yeah.
1: so um we'll we'll see how how things end but honestly you know celebrating Black History Month, this is not how we wanted it to start. And so what I want to say is, is talk about some of the positive things that are happening and the things that I'm seeing, um, you know, the, the black community stepping up in ways that are just incredible, um, you know, to to bring forth um, awareness of where they've been, where they are and where they're going. Um, our company, for example, celebrated Black History Month um, today by raising um you know the the freedom flag in both in all of our um, facilities, and having a ceremony, um, and then we're going to have events happening all throughout you know the month of February in celebration of Black History Month to to make sure that we are we are emphasizing how important it is and how how impactful you know members of the black and brown community have been to companies like ours, and I hope that you know companies and and communities. Uh really, start you know embracing and and doing more to bring awareness to what it's like to be black in America, because I can't tell you that I know that firsthand, and I only learn from being able to see individuals who are stepping up to the plate and speaking about the racism and the systemic racism that they face every day yeah. um you know, and it's just it is that's exactly what what needs to happen, you know.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, I, <clears throat> the only thing I will say about that is that I think while that's very important, um, we can't lose sight on the fact that we can't just do it because it's that month of the year. Like, no, they're, we, they're, we need to no, do that. No, I know your company. Right. Your company has initiatives. Right. You have affinity groups. You work hard. Right. But then there are, there are some companies out there that would throw up a flag, right? You know, to make face. When, in fact, we actually need to continue to actually dig in and do the work.
1: Right. And have that conversation month in, month out. Right. So it doesn't end on February 28th. Does it have 28 days this year? Is it Mm -hmm. 28? It's not a leap year. Um, You're right. You're right. I agree 100%. Companies need to do more and they need to continue to have those conversations. I think one of the best ways to do that, like you said, is having uh, affinity groups Mm -hmm. that are specific, that focus, hyper focus on what it's like to be for example a latino in the workforce like myself or a gay man in the workforce like myself or a black person in the workforce Mm -hmm. and how do you advance within the structure of your company and this is something that we all have in place Mm -hmm. we have every single one of these groups we have a group that's called care for members with disabilities in the workforce and how do we work in making their lives um, more richer by being a part of our community
0: yeah it's funny that you bring this up because um, so there is an initiative through the city of New Haven. It's, um, oh God, what is it called? I know this. Uh, it's, uh, God, it's a pledge that a lot of artistic organizations signed. I think it's the Cultural Equity Plan. I believe that's what it's called. But um, they have this seminar or this like workshop that you can attend. It's called Undoing Racism. Right. It's really intense. Um uh, it makes you really look at yourself and and me specifically, um, you know, what systemic racism actually is and what what white fragility really means and and how um, it affects me every day. Right. But right. anyway, so we signed this pledge, the organization, and um, we're doing this workshop and they want to do now they want to do these like breakouts. Right. So it's just like monthly meet and greets where you get together um just to continue the conversation right and so we we had brought it to um our operations team we were like hey we're gonna host this we went to the seminar we're gonna, we want to host this and whatnot and they were like well why and i was like what do you mean well why why because you can't just sign a pledge and not like follow through and they're like oh oh i didn't know we had signed that pledge i was like oh here look at this pledge like you should know all about this
1: that is important and and i think those are the things that really need to happen we need to really emphasize the importance of knowing what it is that we've committed ourselves to and doing the work talk Mm -hmm. the talk walk the walk yeah exactly also
0: i think white people specifically, and I can speak to that. Um, When, when you are a part of an organization or when you're a part of a group of some kind and they have these, you know, DEI initiatives or these offerings, you know, no one's calling you a racist, right? What they're saying is there is systemic racism, right? You need to understand what white fragility means. And we're inviting you into the conversation because we don't want to, push you away segregation never works we want to invite you in
1: to make you understand right make you understand and and hopefully at the end of that that the the end goal is that we're all better for it Mm -hmm. we're a better society we're a more united society we're able to actually live in spaces and and grow in a way that you can't when you try to segregate yourselves you
0: know what's funny so i didn't know about this i just found out about it the other day and this has nothing to do with race but it does have to do with segregation in a mm-hmm. way they are starting they i believe they are either working on or in the process of starting an lgbtq plus only school in new haven really so I think it's a
2: there's been talks about it for some years,
0: right, but now they actually I think it's like moving forward it's moving forward. but like I don't necessarily think it's a bad idea. I mean it's a good idea because I mean when you when you look at uh, what we talk about on the show and what we talk about like just um and being visible, right being being in spaces that you know the heteronorm is, right. People learn from that experience. What we really need to do, in my opinion, is find a way to really um, infuse our school curriculum with LGBTQ history, correct sex ed, you know, just stuff like that. Because if we segregate, then we're literally just taking everybody out of a situation. And then all of these other individuals are not going to be surrounded by by the community that we are and learn from us and and understand right. that we just are people
2: too.
1: Well there's two sides to that coin uh yeah, which it's, you it's know It's
2: called the school it's called the Proud Academy
1: Right uh, yeah. and you know yeah. and, and here's the thing, so for parents who are concerned about their child being bullied, for example, in normal oh, yeah. public schools, it gives them an opportunity to introduce their children to schools where you are exposed to like minded individuals where you are most likely to thrive mm-hmm. um, in that environment because you are amongst people that are like you um you're right in a sense, it sort of kind of desegregates it segregates yourself from the community that eventually you're going to have to face. doesn't matter how protected you feel in the school. Eventually you have to come out into the real real world. Mm -hmm. And so there's, it's a double-edged sword. Oh,
0: 100%. But I also think like, if, if I think historically, I think that there are certain people in my life that, you know, even in high school that I interacted with, that if they hadn't interacted with me, they probably would not have been so open moving forward in life. You know what I mean? There were some bigots
1: that I had crushes on.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: yeah. That, you know, I was like, oh, my God, I don't care. Beat me up, but... God, you're still fine. I mean,
0: I feel you still like, do probably. <laughs> at work. I, I feel
1: like I feel like
0: there is a world in which, like, something like this can be more of a a magnet school or like one of those. You know how? Uh, what are those schools called? Where you go to school for like you know the first half of the day, and then you have this other program that you go right. to. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, uh, like a prep school. It's not a prep school. It's a, uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. I, just, like, I, I just, I just think. I feel like pulling all, pulling all of these kids out and saying hey we're going to put all the gay kids here
1: right i agree i agree 100% there there is an issue there's is a double edged sword on that on on the idea i love the idea of being able to to grow in a space in where you will thrive and you can focus more on your more of your energy on your studies and learning rather than having to worry about who's going to beat you up when you walk out of a classroom or who's going to make fun of you when you walk into a bathroom right? That kind of thing. But then I worry about the fact that, you know, you're not faced with real life situations where you can learn, learn and grow from them.
0: I just feel like I'm. I, they may be doing this, but I think that surrounding this proud Academy, there needs to be more community conversations right. because thinking back, I think to myself, well, I wasn't out at this time, but I really really relied on this person for support. And if they, and they were out and they were supported by their family. So they would probably be in proud Academy and I would be stuck
1: by myself. Right. Um, but also look at it this way, for example, you know, when you think about black colleges, right, there are colleges that specifically cater to, to, oh, yeah. to black individuals. And, and what happens when you go to these, in, to these individual academies or colleges is you develop a sense of but pride.
0: That's also, that's also higher education.
1: Right, But who's to say that that eventually won't turn into that kind of situation where we have our own universities that we, you know, teach about, for example, you know, gender, gender, where we teach about, you know, LGBTQ plus history in a very informative and in-depth way. Um, I just think, you know, there's space for it, but there's also...
0: I think there needs to be... uh, there needs to be more like in-depth community conversation around it
1: right i, and I, I think agree. you need to
0: invite all of the players to the table to have that conversation right.
1: I, I mean would i go to to a college or an academy or a school that was strictly just lgbtq plus if it existed <laughs> in my um they'd walk in and be like here's prep here's condoms <laughs> which is more than we ever got here's this we vaccine here's up, that right? vaccine, right? Which was more than we yeah, ever no, got when we were growing up, um, but if I were to be given an opportunity, I'd, I'd probably jump on it. Yeah, but as the, a young as a young been, person, the,
2: the LGBTQ um, schools have been. I mean, New York. There's been one in New York since 1985, right? Um, so, which is um, actually which is named the Harvey Milk High School. Um, so it, it's always. We can we see that it's been in effect for some time, right? Um, and it's worked, uh, to fulfill its. And, and again, you got to look at it you cannot exclude anyone from school, whether they're right. LGBTQ or not. Yeah, you know, if someone chooses to attend the school, they don't have to be, you know, a, a, a part of the community part of the community as long as they their yeah of course but but the schools veer to educate and help people in the lgbt community and their allies
0: i think my biggest thing is like Uh, i i I fear a world in which we can't solve problems so we just segregate
2: create silos (laughs) of people
0: continually
2: yeah, I, I, and which I, is and I which is a normal that, but,
1: thing that yeah. you know people tend to want to do, right? It's like yeah. create these yeah, silos. But,
0: but that's what happens at like unfunctional companies. You have silos of departments, and then the company does not thrive. It yeah. barely yeah. survives.
1: So, I 100 agree, and I understand exactly what you're saying. But we
0: need to go to break. And I, yeah. No, <laughs> so, I'm just saying I think, that. You know, I think
2: schools like this are good in a sense because. It provides that outlet, right? Yeah. So, if you have a child who has tried multiple schools and has had issues at multiple schools, then this would be a great option for them. Know, um, in, just- in a sense, where it will uh, allow them to concentrate on their education mm-hmm. and not worry about being harassed over who, how, how, or who how they wish to identify. And I think that's that's the upside to it. Do we want to segregate ourselves into groups in schools? No, but then again, you know, you have parents that are worried about the kids' education. Oh yeah, no, and I Um, I hear you. Yeah, and some children, even though a lot of them may not say anything at home, they might still be getting bullied or harassed in school, Mm -hmm. and they just kind of take it. And growing up, we we were like, oh yeah, that's just it is what it is. It is what it is. Mm Kids nowadays don't have the same uh, uh thinking we do. Right. You know, you gotta look at the way things have evolved over the years and, and how much access have, they have yeah, to Yeah, how information much more today, access right? they have to That info. we did not so, have. Yeah. So that that kinda helps in a sense. Um I don't see it sprawling all, all, all over the state. I, I
1: look at it as but, a safe space. It's yeah, no different than our gay bars, the right? Gay, uh, or the Those center. Those are our bars. Yeah. Or the center. These are centers specifically catering to a specific community. We welcome everyone. But if you're here, bitch, you're playing by our rules. Yeah. This is going to be rainbows and unicorns all the way up and down this motherfucking hallway.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, I'm back and forth. I'm 50-50 on the whole thing. <laughs> right. Film, but as it's, am I. It's, as it's, a, am I. it's, it's weird because I think it's great but it's also weird on the other side because i think like are we going to continue to just silo ourselves so that we feel protected.
2: It's right. a it's a slow progress unfortunately.
1: Yeah. So
2: but this is definitely a step in the right direction.
1: That being said, uh we do need to go to break. Uh but before we do, i just want to quickly Make a quick correction that was brought to my attention or to our attention uh, of an episode that we did two weeks ago. So two weeks ago, we had talked about uh, Scotland, um, you know, not passing legislation or some sort of story like that in regards to banning um, conversion therapy. And how england in a sense was trying to pass it and scotland wasn't it was actually the reverse so hans brought it to my attention it was actually scotland stepping up to the plant and making things right in england or parliament in the uk or england uh, sort of kind of saying fuck you so isn't that
0: what we were talking about Though,
1: yeah no we we said it the opposite way we sort of kind of put scotland under the <laughs> threw them under the bus but that that wasn't the case. Uh, but yes, so that's pretty much it. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we have more dish. Here's uh we'll be right back. All right. Well, ladies and gents, welcome back. Thank you for allowing us to take that break to rinse, repeat, refresh and do all those good things. We are back. Um, and uh, oh, Lord, have mercy. Those shots, girl, make it into me. <laughs> I'm going to start <laughs> speaking cursive fairly quickly. Right, Jay? See. 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 Wee wee. <laughs> we, wee. Trishy, darling. Yeah. Light on the shots. Light on the shots, girl. Why am I always being blamed? <laughs> because, you know, it is It is what it is. So anyway, we are back and um, we've got uh, one more story that we're going to cover for you. This one will probably get us through Um a significant portion of the second half so i want to talk about um the war on health care against transgender americans uh there is a story right now being published on the uh in the advocate and it talks about 21 states trying to ban transgender affirming care which is very concerning because you know <clears throat> Year after year, we've seen different states in different iterations trying to pass legislation that would ban uh, gender affirming care for individuals in our communities. And, you know, right now, the the most concerning part, parts of our communities is tran- the transgender community. They're the ones that are really, really, really going through it in regards to trying to be able to navigate healthcare, navigate the fact that, you know, that, that we are actively, as Americans, in many states trying to stop the, the, the ability for them to be able to do what it is that they need to do um, to get the healthcare that they need. And so these states, it's just horrible. And you know, I, I'm I'm quite shocked because, for example, Hawaii. Yeah. Out of all states, it's a very liberal state, considering in past elections, you think of Hawaii as a state that usually goes democratic and, and, and all of that. But Hawaii is not immune for you know to anti-trans legislation. Uh, anti transgender legislation. For example, Rep. Uh, Diamond Garcia, a Republican, has introduced House Bill 891 to ban gender affirming procedures for minors, including not only geni- uh, genital surgery, but top surgery, uh, puberty blockers, and hormone treatment. Uh, doing so would be a felony, however. The bill, it, it is unlikely to pass. But nonetheless, they're making an effort to actually pass these things mm-hmm. in states, even if the states themselves tend to be states that are voting uh, Democratic. And I wanted to just sort of kind of open up the table and talk about this a little bit, if we can.
2: I see that also, Kansas is the same, except Brent. it's it's for to people under the age of 21. So... Uh, but kind of sucks because they're they're limiting people treatment that that probably needed before that age, right, but it's not a complete and total bust you know but what I he, mean? but
1: here's the thing here's the thing can, oh my God, where's Chris so you can say tally it up <laughs> um the problem that I have with that is the fact that at age eighteen, you can sign legal documents to get a bank account, you can vote. do so vote. You can do so many things at at the age of 18. Why do you need to be 21 to be able to legally make decisions about your health care? It doesn't make any sense to me.
2: At 18, you can go to the doctors on your own.
1: Right. So so I wanted to make a a quick uh, read down of some of the states that are currently introducing legislation to ban some sort of, you know, gender affirming care or in any way uh the ability for members of the transgender community to be able to make decisions on their health care Hawaii being one of them Indiana is another one Iowa Kansas you mentioned Kentucky no surprise there sorry my our Kentucky friends Mississippi Missouri Montana Nebraska New Hampshire this shocks me but it doesn't in a way um but no. new hampshire is part of the northeast and you know typically the northeast you would see them as but a very but that's another very, one
0: where it's the 18 introduced by republicans and right. it's 18 for gender affirming care right new so jersey not as abrasive as some of the others
1: right yeah. new jersey uh we have north dakota oklahoma uh oregon that 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 one is a, is a bit um, hard to swallow, and I'll tell you why. Oregon, Oregon. <laughs> well, the no, the
2: hard to swallow.
1: No, the, well, the organs usually are. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, Jay, you're so nasty. But he, here's why. Believe it or not, I'm actually personal friends um, with the plaintiffs who actually made marriage equality a thing in the state of Oregon. That's right and um it it's kind of hard to swallow because they were actually one of the 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 first states actually submit um a lawsuit against you know the the oregon state in regards to marriage equality and in regards to lgbtq plus rights um paul ramo who i've known uh, you know, him and his husband actually went against the state of Oregon and were one of the plaintiffs that actually decided that they were the deciding factor in, in actually allowing same-sex marriages before the U.S. Supreme Court even passed um, or, or you know, declared that marriage equality was the law of the land. And
0: while I hear you, it's so different, you know, the conversation around Marriage equality and transgender rights. It's You're right, so different,
1: one hundred percent. But it, it just really shocks me that a state that has been so forward thinking, right? They well, got, I mean, look
0: at California. Look what happened there.
1: It, you, look what happened everywhere. Really, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's basically what 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 it comes down to. It, that one shocked me a little bit, but nonetheless, it happened. South Carolina. Another state, um, you know, South Dakota, Tennessee, I would expect that um, <laughs> is expected. Texas, totally expected, yeah. uh, and, and
2: the Dakota too. I mean, yeah, they're, Utah. They're, those are, the, it, aren't those Bible Belt states? It, up there? It, <laughs> so. it, that's
1: called. That's what you call the central states that come down all the way through mm-hmm. the, the middle of the U.S. Uh, which, which is no surprise, uh, Utah. You know, when you think about, for example, all of the things that have been going on in that state, and especially because a lot of the legislation that, that's passed in the state of Utah is influenced largely by the, the Mormon faith, mm-hmm. and, um, but their recent change. I
0: mean, so was the recent bill that passed with um, uh, marriage equality.
1: Right. Influenced by
0: the Mormon faith.
1: Right. And, you know, it's when, when you think about the the I'm sorry, that was the, the newly passed legislation out of our own Congress. Mm-hmm. It was called the Respect of Marriage Act. Correct. Right. They, they actually came out in, in favor of it. Well, we were shocked on the show because we we've had Mama Dragons on the show. We've had Daddy Dragons or Dragon Dads. Dragon dads. We, we call them daddy dragons, because yeah, the do. ones that were and on the show... Be, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they were like, um, we're dragon dads only. No, you're daddy dragons. Yeah, you're daddy dragons. <laughs> they were actually really hot. um, But nonetheless, you know, um, you would think that I would have never thought that the Mormon church would have come out in support of...
0: But they came out in support of, with the caveat of,
1: mm. you cannot... Um, Force us as an institution to actually celebrate your marriage.
0: No, that and they also, um, I think there was something in there about um, conversion therapy as well. Oh no! Like they can't regulate
1: the church's
0: ability to
1: or, to be yeah. able to to do that, which is kind of sad. Virginia, shocking. They have a democratic governor, one of the states that the legislative house there has the most number of lgbtq plus um members of the house mm-hmm. in but, that state
0: but also let's also mention that these are you know they're not confirmed. they are bills that have
1: been introduced introduced right correct so wyoming um it's it's crazy. It's crazy to think that, you know, in 2023, this is where we are. Mm-hmm. And what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on that, Trash?
0: I mean, honestly, the way our country is so divided and has been um, um over. So we have he who shall not be named. Mm. who has created a rhetoric and a dialogue um, where people feel as though that they they can stand up and say, we don't believe in this and it should be law.
1: And they can say whatever they want and expect no retribution whatsoever.
0: And Republicans are jumping on the bandwagon mm-hmm. because Trump's supporters who are mostly Republican... Right believe and want to support him. I mean, there's an article that just came out, um, uh, today where Trump said that he would ask Congress to pass a bill establishing that there are only two genders. So, so he is still, he, he's writing, writing this, you know, concept of transgender, um, inequality, and he is leaning into it. And so are his uh, supporters and, and,
1: Interestingly enough, um, there was a comedian. I was watching reels earlier and yesterday and the day before that, as I normally do, you know, until two or three o'clock in the morning when I can't sleep like Jay. Instead of sending messages, I <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> I do reels. You scroll That's this cool, yeah. bitch. This bitch sends messages. I Fuck her.
2: My, I caught myself at four in the morning texting people.
1: Yeah, I was just like, yeah, no, don't do that. That's not nice. <laughs> That's not nice. But I was watching a comedian and he literally said, he's like, I don't understand why Republicans are so against abortion. It's like when you really think about it, and I, it was a little shocking to hear, but nonetheless, I got the joke. Um when you really think about it those that go through with abortion I mean you're just basically getting rid of liberals and I I went <gasps> did he just really say that but then I thought about it, I was like you're right people who who have access to abortion and go through with abortion which is their right as a woman I just want to make sure that that is clear um Typically tend to lean on the liberal side, and I was just like, "But
0: that's not what it's about." It's you know, for Republicans that stand against you know abortion, it's mainly because they're getting funded by organizations that don't believe
2: in uh, abortion. Of and course, if they
0: were to stand against abortion, they would lose that funding.
1: One hundred percent, I agree. But but the 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 point they're, of the joke was that. Why are you against it if the majority of the of people that t-
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. No, no yeah. I, I hear it, but I just think that yeah, that joke fell flat and it, it, it doesn't it make flat any sense. was tasteless, but <laughs> I found
1: it shocking and funny in a way because I was just like, oh my God, you know, this, this guy is really, I'm, and of well, course. What you know.
0: I find funny about this whole thing yeah. is that a lot of uh, these bills that are being introduced and a lot of the conversation that is surrounding these bills is the fact that they would then blame the parents um, for child abuse for right. offering kids who are seeking gender affirming care support right. when in fact it's the exact opposite. And I agree. I am a one hundred. Obviously, I'm a I'm a liberal. Like I like to think of myself sometimes as a moderate when it comes to some other issues that aren't necessarily typically human.
1: financial. But yeah. when it comes to human rights, human I mean, rights, yeah. yeah, I'm definitely a liberal. We know where you align.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry, but like if you. If a a parent is then charged by a state for child abuse, for offering their kid what they need, in fact, the state is the abuser.
1: Agreed, because the state is then telling the parent. So so here's another argument that a lot of Republicans like to make. Why why take away the opportunity for the parent to have a choice, right? A choice to not have these books, for example— You know, when you think about all these book bannings that happen in school to not have a say in their children's education. Right. And so who are you as a state to tell this parent who wants to support their child that they don't have the right to do that because you don't agree with that? No. I mean, Isn't it the parent's responsibility to be able to make decisions for their child based on what they believe is right for them? It should be. Right. I I mean, within reason, right? If you believe that your child should go to conversion therapy, we don't support that 100%. No. However, if you believe that your child has a right to be who they are and to embrace the the fact that they know who they are, even at that young age, and that you support that, I agree 100% that, that, you know, we should allow the parents to make that decision and mm-hmm. the state should not intervene in any way, shape, or form But I think because there there's no harm should, in that.
0: No, but I also think that there should be more education around it too Agreed. because, I mean, we've had conversations on the show and fucking slamming if you want to, but I don't necessarily think that, you know, kids under the age of 16 should be, um, should have access to hormone therapy, beta blockers, blockers, sure. You know, let them really, like... Develop a little bit more because, you know, your brain doesn't stop developing for a long time. Plus, you're just hitting puberty. There's a lot going on. So blockers, sure. But I don't necessarily think that like hormones are are the right action. That said, I don't think it should be regulated. That's just my belief.
1: Right. But you also have to think about too the the for example, the times in where we live in 30, 40 years ago, it was a completely different story. We didn't have the information that we have today. Right. That's why and I think there's to be more education. Kids growing up today have far more information available to them yes. and can you are- read up far more mm-hmm. at, a, at a much younger age and, and gain understanding at a level that we would never have been exposed to when we were kids. But
0: I don't necessarily think that while you're correct young the younger generation cuz now we are getting to that like older generation but the younger generation has access to a lot of stuff and they will they will inform themselves they will look up something they want to know mm-hmm. but if, if a parent doesn't know where to go to look or if they don't have the right medical uh professional professional to help them make a decision mm-hmm. you know the, you know because like say i would never take it, like if I were to have to make a medical decision that affected my LGBTQ child, I would make sure that my you know a provider or my doctor was of the community or very steeped within the information of the community, so that I knew I was getting all the information I needed. What does it mean to put my child on blockers? What does it mean to give my child hormones? What's going to happen at, at, at their age of? whatever age it is, like, what, what is going to happen? Yes, my child can look up whatever the hell they want mm-hmm. on the internet, but right. I want to know, and I want more education for adults that have to make these decisions.
1: And as a parent, that is your right. So
0: stop, you know, you know, putting up legislation that's just stopping it. Why don't we put up legislation that provides support and financial support for education for parents that need it?
1: Right, and, and while I agree in a sense in a sense that it is important for parents to be educated if you are responsible for making decisions on the health choices of your child I also believe that as an individual who grows up in today's world that has far more access to information that we ever we ever did I think um, it, it, the game's not the same anymore I agree um, and you know as a 16 year old if I said to myself, grandma because my grandmother was my legal guardian i know i know i've done the research i've read up on this is exactly how i'm feeling i would want to be validated as a human right whether i'm 16 or 21 i want to be validated as a human and i want to be able to say to my grandmother while i hear you And I see that, you know, you've done the work and you've gone and you've consulted, and this is what they're telling you. And they're telling you that I should wait. If it means the difference between me accepting who I am and not accepting who I am and taking my life.
0: Well, yeah, no, and I. Because
1: I'm not happy.
0: I hear you. And while I hear you, I think that that conversation can be had and should be had when all parties have. Correct, education and information. I agree. Like I'm not disagreeing. I w- I would never. I would never say to my son or daughter that, as we know, I'm never going to be a dad. But I would never say. You never know that. I would never say to my son or daughter. No, I would say let's explore all these options right. and then let's have another conversation.
1: But unfortunately, not every In parent states, may or, or may not be that. like you, right? And some parents might be like flat out. No, I don't believe in that. I don't think you should be that. And that's just the end mm-hmm. of story. And then where do you go from there? Right. And that is a problem that we're having. And, you know, and that's why we see a lot of our youth, for example, um, have trouble and and have to deal with, you know, the, the stresses of wanting to. To find more information, follow through with information, but can't because your parents don't support you, yet they're responsible and they're legally your guardian and you can't do anything without their say-so. And what do you do and how do you fight a parent that doesn't believe who you are as an individual? I think
0: we're saying the same thing. And Jay, correct me if I'm wrong, but I really do. like. I think we're on the same wavelength. It's it's the same wavelength.
2: I think... I think in general, in general um even as adults now uh, you know seeking medical treatment whether it's it's uh, gender affirming or not just general for example for me, you know, as as a bisexual individual, the doctor that I see, my general doctor isn't really schooled in LGBT lifestyle. So my conversations when it comes to that stuff is very general because all she has is a check down list right. Right. to mark but there's no actual conversations and another good example I've had you know I've had a friend that was having some medical issues um, and they developed they developed a, a, a growth that caused his, his penis to curve right mm-hmm. D- don't
1: it's they a, call that like tard- tardic kinesia or something like that yeah,
2: some, it's they develop no, like a, a lump and They develop like a it's like a a, like a blood clot or something that develops and it causes the penis. So he's going to a specialist, but the specialist has no fucking clue of the LGBT community. So you know, my friend's having an issue because fuck, he's not able to fuck. Mm -hmm. You know, because you know those gay men, they're so vain. I'm like, your
1: your penis is not pretty. I don't want it.
2: And he's he's been after the doctors to get treatment, and they just kind of keep prolonging it. You know, and finally. He had to sit down. He's like, yo, I want to fuck. I'm a gay man. Sex is a big part of my lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And anal sex is what I do. So let's figure this shit out. And it took him having to kind of teach the doctor Mm -hmm. that he needed to look at other stuff besides just the medical. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a whole lifestyle aspect that you have to consider and we lack that in general all around right. with medical services. I agree 100%. So when you're talking about when you're talking about youths that that are looking at gender affirming surgeries and hormone therapy and all that, you know, there's specific doctors that do that, but there's also so limited. Mm-hmm. But you have that one doctor that could probably give you these medications, but all your other doctors are not aligned with that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's more of a major issue. Than just trying to get that specific mm-hmm. issue, you know, resolved. Because even if, even let's say, even if as a parent you don't agree with it, but you know your child feels a certain way, now you have to look at medical treatment differently. Mm-hmm. Because there's gonna be things that that are they're gonna be experiencing that not every other kid does. Right. And doctors need to be aware of that. Mm-hmm. It's a lack of. Of knowledge.
0: And that's why I think, that's why I say, like, you know, when we look at this, all these, you know, bills that are being introduced, it's, you know, it's continuing the conversation that we don't need to think about this, we don't need to worry about this, and it's continuing to make parents or people within that realm, that Republican Party or that, you know, Trump, whatever you want to call it, Think that it's wrong and it's not important. What yes. needs to be happening, like you said, is these legislators need to be saying, "All right, this is a thing. Now we need to educate ourselves, and we need to educate the people that we serve, because whether or not you're a Republican, this is an this is a, an issue that can and potentially will affect either your community or your household.
1: Absolutely, right, right. I agree and that being said i think we're just gonna um stick a nail in that one leave it there and we're gonna go ahead and move on and wrap up because we do need to close the show so i'm gonna as always toss it over to my bitches so we're gonna start off with trish she's gonna give us our mama kim's minute do you want your love
0: yeah (laughs) Thank you. All right, everybody. Here's Mama Kim's minute. Number one, author perfectly explains gender recognition certificates and UK trans rights in two minutes. Number two, these celebrities came out publicly after 40. It made a world of difference. Always does. Number three, this father traveled hundreds of miles to see his son's first drag performance. Yes.
2: Over to Jay. And on this day in gay history, brought to you by Gay Talk 20 at GayTalk20.com. Yas queen. (laughs) Uh, The year was 2010, February 1st. Where in Fiji, uh, the, what was that? Jesus, that was so tiny. Sorry, Sorry. I know. Private adult consensual and non-commercial male and female homosexual acts become legal under the crimes Decree of 2010. So basically, homosexual conduct was decriminalized in Fiji.
1: Say that 20 times fast. I know.
0: Homosexual right. conduct decriminalized in Fiji.
1: Homosexual. No, I'm just
2: kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was actually going to do
1: it. All right. Well, that was well a thank mouthful. you. Thank you for thank that. You. All right. Jaybird, go for it.
2: All righty. And uh, if you loved. <laughs> If you love the show, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcasting service. By subscribing, you get the latest and greatest of our show delivered right to your favorite device or web browser as soon as the episodes are published. You can also support us on Patreon. With Patreon, you, our listeners, can help to support the show with a pledged donation. The donations are collected monthly and can be of any denomination of a dollar or more. Yas Queen,
1: Trisha oh no it's me and now here's nick with our weekly reminder for all of you bottoms out there who want to keep your buttholes on point yes we are talking about future method and i'm going to toss it over to her and give her some love here she goes
0: Thank you. All right, everybody, get the Future Method today. Each time you clean out with water or enemas, delicate tissues are harmed and cells are damaged, increasing chances of injury and or STDs. This first-of-its-kind doctor-developed formula gently cleanses before you play without hurting your bum. Visit futuremethod.com to purchase your life-changing bum cleanser today.
1: Jay Berg.
2: And as always, it is time to put a ring on it. And we would like to let you know that our show is available on our website, gaytalk20.com, under audio podcast. It is also available as a free download on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher Radio. Nick, over to you.
0: All right. You can find us on social media Facebook, Gay Talk 2.0, Instagram, Gay Talk 2.0. Email us at Talk gaytalk2p- 2 at, gaytalk2.0 at gaytalk20.com. Tom. Don't fuck it up like I did.
1: I'm going to try. So uh, you can reach out to us. And, you know, to reach out to us, just head on over to our... I already fucked it up. You see that? You I see broke a that? nail, so it's just I'm not really, going okay. well. gonna... to So... It, uh, <laughs> If you need to reach out to us, just head on over to our website. Click on the Contact Us tab located at the top of your web browser. There you can leave comments. You can, you know, suggest topics, submit a question for the cast or an individual host. You can also call us and leave us your voicemail, your questions on voicemail. We can answer those for you on the show. Our phone number is 334-GAY-TALK. And if you need all those digits, it is 334-429-8255. Don't forget that we do stream live every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can access the live stream by visiting GayTalk20.com forward slash live stream. I want to thank you all for joining us on today's episode. Thank you. And y'all have a good night.
0: Bye. Thank you for listening to this
1: episode of Gay
0: Talk
1: 2.0. Tune in next time for more games.